0: Go ahead and receive the tithes and the offerings and as they're doing that, let's open our Bibles to Isaiah the 53rd chapter, Isaiah the 53rd chapter, Isaiah the 53rd chapter, let's go there, Isaiah 53, I'm going to start in verse 4, notice, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him, stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. This is talking about Jesus. Notice he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Now he sure did a lot for us, didn't he? But if you go back up to verse three, notice what after Jesus has done so much For us all, notice what verse 3 says. He is despised and what? And what? Now you're going to talk to me today or I'm not going to go on. He's despised and what? Rejected. Rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Think about that, all that Jesus did for us and still so many reject him. So many reject him. Well, not only has Jesus been rejected by so many, but how many of us, have you ever experienced rejection in your life in any way, shape, form or fashion? Has anyone ever rejected you? Has anyone ever ever uh, rejected you I've been rejected on several occasions Uh, I remember the first girl I ever asked to go out on a date looked me right in the eye and told me to go to hell I told her I'd made other arrangements (laughs) amen Amen. now that's rejection she didn't have to tell me that did she that wasn't Diane isn't that wonderful wasn't her I remember I wanted to teach in the Rockwood School District and I got a letter from the president of the school board recommending they hire me and the people under her rejected me. Well, you look back at it now, I'm glad that that girl that told me where to go, when I asked her on a date, I'm glad that didn't work out. I'd have had a miserable life with her. I'm glad I didn't get hired in the Rockwood School District. I'd have been this... it would have hindered me later on. I won't get into the whole story of it. But when we're going through that rejection, it's no fun, is it? It's no fun to be rejected, to be fired from a job, or to not be hired, or some relationship you rejected, somebody that you had a relationship with, they rejected you. Well, the title of this message today, I want to talk to you about rejecting rejection. Rejecting rejection. Real loud say, I must must reject reject. rejection. I think that's a pretty good title, don't you? We need to reject rejection because you see all of us are going to be rejected at some point in some way, shape, form, or fashion, somebody's going to reject us. It may be a family member. It may be the person at work. It may be somebody that lives across the street. You know, it may be a lifelong friend. It may be somebody that, that you wanted to have a romantic relationship with or something, whatever the case may be. At some point, all of us are going to experience this, this rejection. And so we must reject Rejection. Now the reason that I started with the scripture that I did in Isaiah 53 is that Jesus who did more for mankind than anybody else, he was the number one rejected person by mankind as a whole that there's ever been. And I just want to show you today some verses of scripture where Jesus was rejected now notice in Luke, the fourth chapter in the 16th verse, let's turn there, Luke four sixteen. get your Bibles out. Let's be, this is a church, we still believe in the Bible and turn it the Bible. So get your Bibles out, turn in the Bible. It'll be on the screen up there if you don't have a Bible. Or look on with somebody. But let's, let's turn in these scriptures and let's see what the Bible has to say about Jesus being rejected. We know Isaiah said he was. But let's look at some more specific examples. Luke 4.16 says this. He came to Nazareth. This is Jesus where he'd been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So he was standing there preaching to him, reading the, reading the scripture to him. Look at verse 28. So, all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath or anger. They got angry with what Jesus had to say to them. And notice, and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Now, is that rejection or is that rejection? Is that rejection or is that rejection? I think that's rejection, isn't it? I've had a few people over the years wanted to take me out to the hill and throw me off. They never did, but they actually took Jesus. They took him down there, didn't they? And he passed through the midst of them and he went his way. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching for his word was with authority. Let me ask you this. Jesus was rejected here, wasn't he? In his hometown, think about that, in his hometown where he had been brought up, hometown boy, there he is, he's rejected. But let me ask you a question. Did he quit or did he move on? He moved on, didn't he? And that's something I've learned over the years that when people reject you, you just have to shake the dust off of your shoes and just move right on. And notice he moved right on and he went on with what God had told him to do. And uh, it's interesting, something about rejection that I've learned over the years is this, is a lot of times when you're rejected by a group of people, particularly like at school, for example, a lot of times there's a young person, they wanna be a member of a club or something, you know, and, and they get rejected from the club or whatever. And a lot of times, most of the people in that club like this young person. But there's one person that's the leader of the club doesn't want this new person to come in. Maybe they feel threatened by this new person and that's usually the case or whatever. But that, that one leader of that group, they don't want this new person in and so they're gonna reject this person. And because the leader of the club rejects this new child or whatever then all of the other people in the group, they're gonna reject them too, why? Because they wanna stay in good standing with the leader. Has anybody ever noticed that or experienced that besides me? That you know, most of the people in the club like this new person but they're gonna reject this new person because the leader doesn't want them in. The point is, is that sometimes one person may not like you and it may cause a lot of other people that do like you to reject you anyway because that leader of that group doesn't like you. But in any case, what we must do is real say, I must reject rejection. Yeah, you just reject rejection. That group won't let you in, go join another group. Amen. Amen. Reject it and go on. Here's another, another case. Go to Matthew 11 verse 20. Go to Matthew 11 verse 20. Notice this. Then he, Jesus, began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. Now Jesus did some mighty works, didn't he? And he and notice this city where most of his mighty works had been done. Why did he rebuke them? Because they did not what? They did not repent. Well, they rejected him, didn't they? Didn't they? Something that I've had to learn, and this has been a tough lesson to learn, but I, I, I've learned it. This has been a hard one to learn. But I thought that if you do good things to people and help people, that they would stick with you like glue. And I've learned that for the most part, just the opposite is true. Jesus here, he goes into the this city and he does the most of his mighty works. You would think that that city would be with him till the end, wouldn't you? But they didn't repent; they, in essence, rejected him. And I've learned this. I mean, you know, there's a healing anointing on this ministry. We've we we've gotten some people healed of some outstanding, uh, some outstanding healings, and some. I mean, we, cancer and all different kinds of things. I can't heal anybody. Real loud, say Amen. But but God's the healer. There's a healing anointing on this mission. Now we haven't gotten any. We haven't gotten everybody healed. I'm in good company. Jesus didn't get everybody healed, did he? Absolutely not. But we've gotten lots of folks healed by the power of God over the last many years, and the, 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 the far the majority of them. Look around. They're not here anymore. They've rejected me. They've rejected the ministry. Well, am I in good company? I said, am I in good company? Yes. Now, there are some, some of them have, are still here, but uh, far majority of them that have been healed, even some with doctor's reports, they just for whatever reason. Well, am I in good company? We're in good company, aren't we? Did Jesus do some mighty works in this city? Yes. Most of his mighty works. And they rejected him, didn't they? Just because you do good things for people, we've helped people financially. We've paid people's house payments and car payments and helped them financially. And and they turn around and stick you right in the back. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, are we in good company? We're in good company. Unbelievable, but it's a lesson I've learned, but just because those people do that, what do we do? Realize, say, I must must. reject Reject. rejection, Rejection. Rejection. we move right on, amen? Now here's another one, Uh, John 7 verse 5, let's see where else Jesus was rejected, John 7 verse 5, turn there quickly with me if you would. John seven verse five, the faster you turn, the quicker we're gonna be done. So boy, did you hear those paper papers start pages start turning right there? Look at John seven verse five. For even his brothers, his brothers did not what? Believe in him. Now this was before he he died on the cross and was raised from the dead. Afterwards, a couple of his brothers, you know, James and Jude did. I don't know about the others, but this is when he was in his earthly ministry. His brothers did not believe in him. Has anybody ever been rejected by their brothers or by their sisters? Well, you're in good company. Jesus was too. But you know, it's one thing to be rejected by your siblings, but it's another thing to be rejected by your mother. Did you know there was a time that Jesus was rejected by his own mother? Look if you would at Mark the third chapter, verse 21. Mark 3, verse 21. Jesus had entered into his ministry and uh, notice Mark 3, verse 21 says, but when his own people heard about this, heard about some things that Jesus was doing, but in the NIV, the international version, says when his own people, when his own family. And we'll see in a moment that it, who it was. But his own family heard about some, heard about this, heard about some things he was doing. They went out to lay hold of him for they said he is out of his what? He, is that another way for saying he's crazy? So his family, there was a time his family, the King James says friends, New King James says people, NIV says his family, we'll prove it to you who it was here in a minute, but they were saying he was out of his what? He was out of his my Again, is that another way for saying he's crazy? Yes. Crazy. Has anybody ever said or thought you're crazy? Yes. Your family? Yes. I know when Diana and I were, uh, the Lord directed us to quit our jobs and go to Bible school. Uh, <laughs> my family, they, <laughs> they teamed up on me and said, he's crazy, he's nuts, he's crazy. Gonna go down there to, Bible school in Oklahoma and starve. Well, no, not if you're in the will of God, you're not. And we didn't and God showed up for us. But I've had people, I've had family members, there's still a lot of them today think I'm crazy. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Well, we're in good company, aren't we? That's what they said about Jesus. Now let's see who it was. Drop down to verse 31. If you, For the sake of time, you could read those other verses, keep it in context, but verse 31 Then his brothers and his, and who? And who? His His mother came and standing outside sent to him, calling him. What's the point here? Not only did his brothers think he was crazy, but his mother thought so too at this time. Now we understand there was a time when his mother said, whatever he says, do. Do it. Is that right? We understand that after Jesus was raised, well actually she was there by the cross when he died, wasn't she? And, and she was in the upper room after he was raised from the dead so she didn't ultimately reject him but there was a time where this is you know, I'm not even saying that necessarily she was rejecting him outright but she thought he was crazy and that's kind of a form of rejection, isn't it? And what do we learn from this? Is there, sometimes you know, people can, can reject us at one point and then think better of us and and then come back. Well, when they come back, forgive them and go on. Amen? Amen. That right? But that's that had to be. Don't you think that had to be tough on Jesus? His own mother thinking he was crazy. And if you, and this really isn't part of the message, but I'll throw it in right here. Jesus didn't meet with his mother and his brothers at that point. Did you ever notice that? He said, who is my mother and my brothers but they that do the will of my father. Is that right? Much we could say about it but you know when people, are, when people are thinking you're crazy and they're rejecting you and you know you're probably better off not to meet with them right at that point because you know words can be spoken, things can, let them cool off. You just go right on doing what you're supposed to be doing for the Lord. Did you hear me? And uh, much we can learn about that. But nonetheless, Jesus you know he was rejected by by just everybody. Let's move on. Let's see who else rejected him. Go to Matthew the 11th chapter. Matthew the 11th chapter. Does anybody know who John the Baptist was? He was his first cousin, right? And his forerunner? Is that right? And uh, didn't John the Baptist say of Jesus at one time, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? That's a good thing to be saying, isn't it? Didn't John call Jesus the baptizer with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't John say of Jesus that I'm not worthy to carry his shoes or even to unloose the strap of his sandal? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Didn't... uh, Didn't John see the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus in the form of a dove? Is that right? So if there's anybody that's gonna be with Jesus all the way, it's gonna be John the Baptist. But notice here, Matthew 11 verse one, now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, notice what his question was for Jesus. Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Don't you think that had to hurt Jesus? It's a form of rejection, isn't it? A form of it. This same man that said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world is now saying, are you the one or do we look for somebody else? That had to hurt Jesus. Form of rejection. John the Baptist. But we're still not done. Go to John 6 verse 60. John 6 verse 60. Jesus was teaching one day and, and without getting into the whole thing, he was teaching spiritual truth and they were listening with natural ears, natural thinking. When you try to, when you listen to spiritual truth with your natural thinking, it's, a lot of times it's gonna offend, offend people and that's what happened here. And notice in John 6, 60, therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, what Jesus had been teaching, said, this is a hard saying, who can understand it? Now skip down to verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples, actually it was all except the 12, many of his disciples went back and what? Went back and what? And what? Went back and what? Boy, you all, you all know how to read, don't you? Went back and what? Walk with, no with him no more. Is that a form of rejection? I mean, all of them, except the 12, all of them walked away from him. You're gonna have people walk away from you you just might as well accept it right now. You're gonna, you're gonna have people that you thought were your bosom buddy. You're gonna have people that you thought were your BFF. What does that mean? Does anybody know? Huh? Do y'all know, know what... Are you all out there today? You hadn't all been embalmed, have you? <laughs> are you out there? If you're out there, say I'm out here. I'm out here. What does BFF stand for? Are... Do you know you're gonna have your BFFs? Turn into not BFFs. You might as well accept it. Did you hear me? Yeah. Best friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of my BFFs unBFF me. Boy, y'all okay? Are you out there? Has anybody ever been un BFF'd? Well, if you've never been un BFF'd, you haven't really lived very long in this world because somebody you're going to get un BFF'd. Unbest friended forever. You might as well get ready for it because Jesus had all of these BFFs walk right away from him, didn't he? Did you know there were people, I don't have it in my message here today, but you know there was people that didn't really love Jesus for Jesus. They just loved Jesus because he gave them some bread and some fish. (laughs) But they walk away from him, all except the 12. And then it's interesting that the night he was taken or the the morning that he was, you know, before dawn, before he was taken at the garden of Gethsemane. Now now when all those disciples walk away from him, do you think that had to have hurt Jesus? He's just as human as you or me. Now he was still 100% God, but he was 100% man. He was just human as you or me. You'll see now here in a moment why he was going through all this rejection. You'll see why in a moment. But that had to hurt him. All of his disciples, they all walked away from him. You know, we think about Jesus and we think about those mass multitudes and you know, and all of that. But at the end of the day here, how many people does he have left? 12. Think of that. Our Lord and Savior down to 12. And then remember he says, do you all want to go? And, and they said, well, where else would we go? They'd thought about it, leaving him but they didn't at this point but they did look at this Matthew 26 56 Matthew 26 56 look at this Matthew 26 56 look at this but all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled this was when Jesus was arrested and taken and then what does the Bible say then all the disciples did what forsook Forsook him and fled these are people now that he had worked with privately for three and a half years this is this is not just see up back in John 6 that was the his larger staff the people that was walking with him but right now these are the closest of the close the people that had been with him, that he trained personally behind the scenes and they all forsook him and fled, including John. Now we understand they came back later, but at this point, was Jesus experiencing rejection? Look at Luke 22 verse 55, Luke 22 verse 55, Luke 22 verse 55, and we'll see one of these disciples, probably his foremost disciple, Peter, look at this, if you would, go to Luke 22, 55. Now, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard, this was after that Jesus had been arrested, sat down together, Peter sat among them and a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man was also with him. Talking about Peter. But what did Peter do? Verse 57, he denied him. Is that rejection? Yes. Saying, woman, I don't know him. And after, after a little while, another saw him and said, you also are of them, of you know, Jesus' group. But Peter said, man, I am not. Is that rejection? Yes. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed saying, surely this fellow also was with him, with Jesus, for he's a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying and the interesting thing about this and this is something we oft overlook and we shouldn't but immediately while he was still speaking the rooster crowed and look at verse 61 and the lord did what turned and looked at peter did jesus hear at least one of these rejections where this Peter, now think about it, there was, a, there was a time when Peter, Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that I am? And so else, some say you're John the Baptist or Elijah or one of the prophets. And then, and then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And remember what Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Is that right? Yes. But now at this time he says, I don't even know him. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter don't you know that had to break Jesus' heart? And then of course, as Jesus goes into Pilate's court, remember, they put Jesus up in front of all those people. And does anybody remember what the crowd cried out concerning Jesus? What did they say? Crucify him, crucify him. Real loud, let's say it. Crucify him, crucify him. Do you ever notice about Jesus when he came into Jerusalem Remember, they laid out the palms and said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then when Jesus began to teach some things, they said, by what authority do you do these things? And the next thing you know, the crowd is crying out. What are they saying? Crucify Crucify him, crucify him. Now, Jesus is standing there. What's he standing there getting ready to do? He's getting ready to bear all their sins in his own body. He's getting ready to shed his blood for him. He's getting ready to bear all their sickness and disease. Is that right? And what are they crying out? Crucify him, crucify him. And notice that Matthew 27, verse 38, Matthew 27, verse 38 When he hung on the cross bearing the sin of the world, the very people that he was hanging on the cross for, as well as for you and for me. Notice Matthew 27 verse 38, then two robbers were crucified with him. One on the right, another on the left. And those who passed by, what did they do? They blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself if you're the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders said, he saved others, himself he cannot save. If he's the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross and we'll believe him. No, they wouldn't have believed him. They wouldn't believe all the miracles. They're not gonna believe if he comes down from the cross. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. And even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Is that rejection or is that rejection? Now I know one of the robbers repented. Isn't it good that at the midnight hour you can repent? That's good. But there was a point at one point, both robbers even were reviling on him. But think about it, Jesus there hanging on the cross, dying for all of these people, as well as for you and me and for the whole world, he's dying and paying the price of sin, and all of that. And while he's hanging there, he's being rejected by the very ones he's trying to help. Don't be surprised if you're rejected by the very people you're trying to help. I guess it's just human nature that people act like that. But you know, the thing of it is, you might be able to understand his hometown rejecting him. You might be able to understand the city where he does his mighty works reject him. You might be able to understand his brothers rejecting him and his mother, John the Baptist, all of his disciples, and then the 12, Peter and all of that the crowd, you might be able to understand all of that, but there's somebody who ultimately rejected Jesus that tore him up worse than anything else. In Matthew 27, verse 45, Matthew 27, verse 45, watch this. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is what is that? What is that? He's saying what? My God, my God, why hast thou what? Forsaken me. The heavenly father, as Jesus hangs there with the sin of the world laid upon him, as he hangs there, as our substitute, hanging there with the sin of the world upon him, hanging between, suspended between heaven and earth, with the sin of the world hanging upon him. The heavenly father pulls the shades of heaven, if you will, and rejects the Lord Jesus Christ. Why did he reject him? Because God was judging sin in the flesh, the Bible says. And so you must understand that not only did all of these people reject Jesus, but even ultimately the heavenly father rejected him and judged sin in the flesh. How many of you know that had to tear Jesus up? Tore him up. That was ultimately, I believe, one of the main reasons he didn't wanna go to the cross. It wasn't because of the suffering and all of that. It was because that he knew in that, in that hour that the heavenly father would have to reject him. Now, ultimately, when Jesus was raised from the dead, the heavenly father accepted him. Isn't that wonderful? But he was rejecting Jesus now why did the heavenly father reject him? Why did all of these other people reject him? Why did they reject him? Well, two things. All of these people, the hometown and John the Baptist and and you know his and his friends and all the brothers and mother, all of those people rejected Jesus so that he could understand what it's like to be rejected so that when we're being rejected, we can go to the throne of grace and talk to him about it. He can sympathize with us and help us. But the heavenly father rejected him so that Ephesians 1 verse 6 could go into operation. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 6. Go to Ephesians 1 verse 6 and then we'll close the message. Ephesians 1 verse 6. Notice this, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he, that is Jesus, had made us, what? Accepted in the beloved. Why did the heavenly father reject him? So that we could be Accepted. See, Jesus was rejected by his, the, his hometown and his family and his friends and his disciples and all of that so that he could understand what it's like to be rejected so that when we are rejected, we can go to him and talk about it. He can sympathize with us and help us. But the heavenly father rejected him so that we could be accepted by the heavenly father. How many of you can say, Amen to that. Amen. How many of you are glad that the father rejected Jesus in that hour that he hung upon the cross so that you and I can be accepted in the beloved? See, he was rejected so that we might be what? Accepted. Say Jesus was rejected so that we might be accepted. is that wonderful? boy, you really get a revelation of that. It'll make you happy. It'll make you joyful. Jesus went through all that rejection so that he could sympathize with us and be there for us. And he was rejected by the Father so that we'd be accepted by the Father. So I wanna encourage you today as we close this message, I don't care who it is that's rejecting you. I don't care who it is that's making fun of you. I don't, I don't care. What you need to learn from this message and take away from it is this, is that, hey. Jesus has been rejected in every way, shape, form and fashion that that you can be rejected and he continued on. He went on, hey, I'm gonna go on too and I'm gonna just go and talk to him about it when somebody's rejecting me. I'm gonna talk to him about it and he'll sympathize with me and he'll help me, amen. And, And as a result of this message today, I hope all of us, the next time we're rejected by someone and some of you are probably being rejected right now. There's probably some people in here, maybe a parent is being rejected by a child or maybe a child is being rejected by a parent. Maybe somebody has been rejected at work. Whatever the rejection may be, as a result of this message today, I wanna encourage you to reject that rejection and then just go on with what God has called you to do. Can you say amen? amen? And so notice John 1 verse 11 and we'll close says, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. That's Jesus. He came to his own. Well, he came to the Jewish people. They as a whole have rejected him even to the present hour. But God became a man and dwelt among us. He came to the human race and so many have not received him. But as many received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God Even to those who what? Believe in his name who were born. That's talking about the new birth. Jesus said you must be born again. Not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of God. Listen, Jesus was rejected on that cross by the Father as we said so that you could be accepted. But you see, in order to be accepted you're not gonna be accepted just by accident. You're gonna have to repent of your sins and you're gonna have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I just feel impressed of the spirit to say this today. Take a little more time with this. Listen, you're not accepted by God because you attend church. You're not accepted by God because you tithe. You're not accepted by God because you give offerings. You're not accepted by God because you do a bunch of good, wonderful things. You're not accepted, I just feel impressed again, you're not accepted by God because you attend church. You're not accepted by God because you tithe. You're not accepted by God because you give offerings. You're not accepted by God because you know the preacher. You're not accepted by God because your parents served God. You're, listen, you're accepted by God one and only one way and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize, say Amen. You know the saddest thing in the world is when people attend church week in, week out, week in, week out, and die and go to hell. Isn't that sad? That's one of the saddest things that there is. That's the saddest thing that there is, I think. When people come to church week in, week out, week in, week out, have relationships with people at church, serve in the church, work in the church, give tithes, offerings, and they think that's going to save them, but it doesn't. The only way to be accepted by God is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way to miss hell. That's the only way to make heaven is through faith in Jesus Christ. It's the only way to be accepted by by God is through faith in Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? And so maybe there's somebody here today that needed to hear that. Stand with me if you would. Stand with me if you would. Stand with me if you would. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Now, we're gonna do something a little different today. We're gonna close by, remember a good preacher closes about five or six times. Uh, this is my third one. So I'm not a good preacher, I'm a fair preacher. So I'm gonna close three times here. But you didn't get the humor of that, that's fine. Heads bowed, eyes closed. We're gonna pray a congregational prayer today to receive Jesus. He was rejected so you could be accepted, but you're only gonna be accepted if you, on purpose, repent of your sins, turn from your sinful life and say, oh God, save me a sinner. I come to Jesus. Jesus come into my heart. Believe that God's raised him from the dead and and, and accept Jesus. And when you accept Jesus, the heavenly father accepts you. So say this after, let's all pray. Even if you're saved, let's pray this. Say, oh God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus name. I realize I can't save myself. My good works are as filthy rags in your sight. So I come with a repentant heart. I turn from my old life and I accept you, Jesus, as my savior right now. I believe in my heart that God's raised you from the dead. I confess you right now as my Lord and my Savior, live big in me from this moment forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if that's the first time you prayed that prayer and you really meant it, there'll be some men and women standing up here after the service. It's important that you come up there and say, hey, I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus. You need to confess him before men. See, if you won't confess him before men, that means you're still rejecting him. Did you hear me? If you're ashamed to uh, confess Him before men, that means that there's still some rejection in your heart for Jesus. As long as, that, as long as you won't confess Him before men, you can't be saved. So when we dismiss, there'll be some men and women up here if you've prayed that prayer and you really meant it, come up and say, hey, I, I accepted Jesus today. It'd be, you'd be so glad you did. Amen, amen, amen. Well, will say, I will... Reject, rejection. Hey, I love you all. Tell somebody you're gonna reject rejection and accept Jesus. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.